0: I'm Danielle Royston, and this is Telco in 20. A lot of people listened to our first What's Up With Tatogi episode because they were curious about what's going on with my new company. So we decided to do another episode. For this episode, I wanted to talk about the Tatogi APIs and why I think this is a big idea for the telco industry. Telco is notorious for moving slowly. I think CSPs could move 10 times faster with the right tool set. Tatogi has a set of APIs for the telco industry that IT departments can use to put their ideas to market so much more quickly. And building functionality in days and weeks, as opposed to months and years, will accelerate Atelka's ability to rapidly experiment with new ideas that grow their business. I call it feature velocity. What's so great about this idea is you don't have to rip and replace your current systems. You can use the Tatogi APIs with your current BSS to add all those features you want today. So we're gonna give you the latest on all things Tatogi and talk about the Tatogi APIs. I've invited my buddy David Hazelwood to come on the podcast and ask me questions about this new idea that I think is going to totally rock the industry. So cue our little song and let's kick off an episode of What's Up With Totogi What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with Tatogi? So today on the podcast, we're shaking things up. We've invited David Hazelwood back to interview me about what's up with Tatogi and more specifically the Tatogi APIs and what I call feature velocity. So hi, David. What's up?
1: Not much. My life is definitely not as exciting as yours is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I always enjoy these check ins, and there's always something that's interesting or controversial, or you're generating waves. And speaking of Tatoga, to I noticed that you had an issue with a video getting pulled, which sounds like something I my kids would talk about on YouTube. Was yeah. there some sort of content in there that was
0: yeah. is this from the TM yeah, Forum? Like, what, what happened I, with that? No, yeah. I love these little videos that we do. We put a lot of effort and we try to make him really entertaining, and we had really, I guess it was too entertaining a uh, video that we did for the TM Forum Digital Transformation World Series, which is their big event that they do every year, and it was 100% virtual. And so it went live on a Tuesday, and then by Friday, we determined that it had been pulled down, and it turned <laughs> out that I guess some of the old legacy dinosaurs called in the TM Forum, and you know, they have power, so... TM Forum was like, we don't know what to do. But Keith Dyer of the Mobile Network, this journalist I know, wrote an article about it. But what was so funny about it, David, is that I think it had the opposite effect.
1: Yeah, I I was going to say, there's nothing they could have done worse than use their muscle as the big incumbents to really draw attention to what your message was and what you were trying to say. I wouldn't have known about it. I don't follow the the TM Forum, but I heard it was pulled off. So that made me want to go check it out
0: we pulled it off and we put it out on the internet and I've gotten thousands of views. Nice. And so it kind of reminded me of that story. I know you're like an ex-DJ maybe. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: When Frankie goes to Hollywood, put out that song, Relax. Yeah. It was, you know, in the UK, I think it like got as high as number six, but then the BBC banned it. Yes. And then it went to number one and stayed number one for weeks. And if they Absolutely. had done nothing, it probably would have just died.
1: Would have gone away, yeah. exactly. But I think it's interesting that you are ruffling feathers with some of these incumbents. Last time we chatted was MWC doing a wrap-up about that. Yeah. I get asked all the time what's going on with Tatogi is, you know, you guys going in the BSS space. And I looked at a market map, and I think it folded out to like nine pages, and I needed like a micro loop in order to see (laughs) all the companies on there. there's a ton. I would think you know what you're doing as far as jumping in with all these companies, Why this super crowded, established space? Help me understand that. I think people are really wanting to know where you're going to shoot your bazooka at.
0: Maybe people are confused. Yeah, no. I mean, does the world need another BSS? That was a question that we kind of all talked about when we were starting to think about what we were going to go do. And the way business support systems are done in telco is they were all designed in the 90s maybe early 2000s but everyone starts from the interface first from the module right they come up with a workflow and invariably csps are like well i want to change it or there's this new idea i want to try and telco's famous for all the customizations and how expensive they are and how slow we move and so we're like can we change that can we change the speed of telco and what's the problem and why does that happen right You know, I'm not really a telco girl. I'm kind of from enterprise software. Right. And there's been these two companies that I've been watching, Twilio and Stripe. And Twilio really simplifies the way for any business to put out messages or phone calls to their customers. Super easy. Right. And then Stripe really simplified the way for payments to be taken on websites. And it used to be, you know, you'd have to hire yeah. a consultant. I mean, you had to
1: set up a whole thing, and now my teenage kids can set up a, a Stripe account.
0: Yeah, they can set up a website. Like in
1: two seconds, exactly.
0: Like it takes you less than five minutes to sign up on Stripe, and it probably takes a day to drop the code. Right. And every time you use their APIs, they charge you. And same with Twilio. Yep. And... You could put that Stripe code in a mobile app. You can put it on a website. You can put it in an application, wherever you want to take a payment. And I was like, could you do that with telco BSS functionality? And the answer is yes. And so instead of doing what all the other vendors do, which is they size your business by the number of subscribers you have, You buy a perpetual license and you go through a big install and upgrade cycles are like three, five years. The pace is so slow. Right. And I'm like, if we started from the API, APIs first, don't start with interface, design the API. What's the functionality? Could we speed up business? And the answer is yes. And so that's the idea. And it's super awesome. And it's totally different. And we have to keep explaining it because people don't really understand. Everyone's like, let me see your screens. And I'm like, there's no screens.
1: It seems to me like the angle you've got here, if I got it right, and my reptilian brain can process this appropriately, is that you're taking the ability to adapt new features and new functionality, and you're cutting down the time and complexity in a way that telco's never seen
0: before. Well, it's a very sort of public cloud programming development kind of thought. You start with an experiment, right? It's right. pretty cheap. You can fire up a server over at AWS, and it's pennies a day. Right. But then you start to build on it. You're like, oh, I'm going to add this service. I'm going to try to do this piece of functionality. And the same idea with the tatogee APIs. You could start with a small experiment. Oh, let me just see if this idea works, and I'll just test it with my phone and and the buddies on my team. And then you're like, okay, that worked. Let's do some friendly subscribers, right? Right. Maybe that's like a couple of weeks. And you're like, okay, let's roll it out to a small city. Oh, it's working. Let's roll it out to a state or a nation. And I'm like, that's what is gonna bring what I call feature velocity to this industry, right? You right. start with experiments that grow into deployments instead of our current way of thinking, which is we scope it out and it's like, you know, give me hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'll be back in six or 12 months with the answer. It's like, no, 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 no. We need to get ideas out and start to fight back against the OTT vendors with these ideas and capabilities that we have. We just need speed. And I think the APIs really do that.
1: So. I've heard you mention this thing before, feature velocity. Obviously, I know what those two words mean. <laughs> but, but when you put them together, help me understand specifically what feature velocity is and why this should matter to your customers.
0: So, you know, telcos are notoriously slow. And I know there's some telcos out there, some big telcos that really see it as a competitive advantage if they can move much more quickly. And quickly, we're talking minutes, days, weeks, instead of months and years. And so I've been talking with strategy officers around the world. I recently spoke with one of the largest groups in Europe and they're starting to hire people, you know, like head of APIs. That's like a new title. And so Vodafone, who's planning to hire 7,000 software developers, they wanna rip out their 5,000 plus BSS systems and rewrite them with microservices, you can do it with the Totogi APIs, right? It's a real way to get features out to market much more quickly.
1: So the benefit, ultimate benefit, if I understand this right, of the feature velocity is this super duper competitive industry. I see all the ads, you know, for the different cell phone companies, they're obviously super competitive and this allows them to kind of stay competitive because they can keep moving stuff out and keeping their customers. Exactly. Yeah.
0: How fast can you get ideas? So you're like cool technology company and not a slow, boring, Right. the telcos need to start acting and being as good as. Amazon and Apple right. and Meta, I guess we'll say that, and Netflix,
1: <laughs> right? How dare right? you?
0: That's the competition because those guys are siphoning our ARPU. Those guys have huge NPS, like yep. in the 60s and the 70s. Telco, if you're lucky, 30. Right. right. I'm like, we got a long way to go. We need to be able to just accelerate all these ideas to market.
1: Get them all and out so there. I
0: think the Totogi APIs really do that.
1: And so, the message again to the market map is you don't need the telcos to pull out their existing vendor. You can work with them. They can yeah. start adding you right away. So, that helps me next time I get asked this question of what's Satoki doing. <laughs> I now can understand because you're not trying to go after it in the traditional sense. You're like, hey, if you want to stick with that vendor that's been costing you all this money, blah, 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 you can't remember, you can do that.
0: You have a really great point there, which is. No, we're not telling you to rip out your current BSS spaghetti mess, which it yes. is right? I mean, it's just like decades of building. Yep. We're not replacing that. We're not saying switch out your Amdoc system for the Totogi system or your Nutcracker or CSG. We actually can work with that system. And so I'll give you a couple examples because examples are always really powerful. Yes. Storytelling, my favorite favorite thing to
1: do. I love the examples. So
0: we have this customer that we know uses Ericsson's BSS platform. The system has some issues with provisioning the order once it's submitted. Let's say there's six or eight steps to provision, you know, a new line or a voicemail box or whatever it might be. And there's errors somewhere. They don't know where. And the way they're finding it out is when customers call mad into their support center. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. hey, my voicemail isn't working. And they know it's happening from order to mm-hmm. the call from the customer. And I don't know why Ericsson hasn't fixed it. I don't know if they just don't have budget, it's too long, too expensive. But we can go in there with Totoge APIs, see what the order was, use AWS step functions, a cloud service from AWS, and we can check the order. and pretty easily determine is there an error in the provisioning and should we go back now working with Ericsson that might cost some money to like actually go fix it but least now we can catch it and this company is losing revenue over it because customers are pissed yeah so that's like a really very powerful very palpable example but like on the other side this idea I love we've been talking to tier twos and tier threes that want to offer in their plans and in their packages free trials of hbo max or apple tv and so Totogi, my company has signed up over 100 partnerships literally with four lines of code we'll provision the whole thing
1: wait what (laughs) i know know. wait a minute so like if i'm a tier two tier three provider i decide that it's important for my offering my roadmap to offer hbo max which i love and unfortunately i have so many streaming services i now have more than I used to pay with cable, which I think I I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not alone in that. I should yeah. probably go back to cable. But you're saying they're like, I want to add this and you can have them do that. And you guys already did right. that. They don't
0: them? need to get the partnership. That's a whole big effort. Right. Oh yeah. I talked to a company this morning in Eastern Europe, small country. I think Apple's like, yeah, we we want to talk to those guys. Yeah. They're, they're,
1: they're, not, a- <laughs> they're not high on their list,
0: yeah. but I'm like, no, we have this partnership. You use our partnership, right. go through us and test this idea test it and with four lines of code just add it let's see if it works so easy and so we're getting lots of traction when people are super excited about that another example we have a customer in the middle east that's really struggling with keeping talent in their call center Mm -hmm. and they have like zero automation they use combination of salesforce for crm with an ericsson bss And they want to add a WhatsApp channel with some chatbot automation. And we're like, let's go do that. And I mean, they're in real pain. They're down 40% headcount wise on their talent. And they're having a really hard time recruiting people. And we're like, okay, let's start to come up with the best ways to automate some of your tickets away and save the people that you have for like the harder problems. Right. And they're like oh my God, this is amazing. And they don't have to switch out their system. We're not doing this big, huge implementation. We're talking, we can start to get something up and running probably in 30 days. When
1: you're reaching out to customers, do they even believe this is possible? I mean, obviously you're talking to telcos, they're used to vendors doing exactly what you laid out earlier, which is they got some big plan and they're going to, try and install this stuff are people like in disbelief how quickly you're able to do this you know we did
0: a workshop with TM forum where we coded live in 25 minutes and we added a feature to a theoretical application the ability to do video calling and we've gotten so many calls from people like wait is that how that's amazing and i think the biggest problem i have is helping people to think in this new way because yeah. when i say bss what pops up in everyone's head, they think of these screens and breaking into these screens and right. ripping out an old system and putting in a new system. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Think of them as like hooks. As long as I can get a hook into your system, whatever it is, you can call out to the public cloud, do some work and come back. And that thing can be anything. Add a little feature, add a WhatsApp channel, check provisioning, run a report. I can move data into the public cloud and do some stuff. And we're not really destroying or disrupting production. Right. But I think once telcos start to get this way of thinking. It's going to just light a fire. I mean, just people are going to be like, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's a totally different way of thinking. I know that the TM Form, they have a list of APIs. Yeah. Are you are just going to do those and just call it a yeah, day? that's a
0: great question. So that's where we've started because those are industry-defined APIs. They right. weren't necessarily like Tatogi-owned. People know them and people have been coding with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we started. And our plan is to support all of them. There's like 65. But we don't think... That's the total list of APIs in the world. Right. I think there's going to be more. And so we'll just start to discover them and put them out there. Obviously, they won't be the industry-defined APIs. They'll be Totogi APIs. But we think people will be like, oh, my God, this functionality is amazing. Give me more. Right? right? Give me network APIs, not just BSS APIs.
1: You got to change the way they're thinking. And then once they start thinking and using it, then they're going to probably to come to you with ideas and say, can you do this? And you're going to be like, yeah, no problem.
0: Just think of all the code in the industry that's doing the same work everywhere in their website, in your kiosk, in your desktop application, in your mobile app that you can shrink down and eliminate down to a couple API calls. And now your code is easier to maintain. There's less chance for bugs when you want to make changes. It's just so much less effort. And then you think about the feature velocity of how much easier it is to get ideas out and tested and experimented with.
1: Try it. Yeah. It let's get going, with awesome. It. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So you're trying to tell me that you could get a call from, let's say, just some tier one. And they'd be like, I want to start with one. And you're like, great. Is, I mean, is it that simple? They could just.
0: It's that simple.
1: Holy cow. Okay. So say I am a telco provider. How is this price? How does this work exactly?
0: So a lot of times BSS are charged by the number of subscribers right here. We're charging by the API call. So a really great example that I think people understand is like, let's say you're managing some IOT group and the IOT needs to call and check in. It's a cow, right? And the cow, yeah, <laughs> you know how they have IOTs, like stable to their ear. They have these little devices, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where's my cows. And so, <laughs> and so the cow just pings once a day, I'm in the field over here. And you're just like, great. The cow's still alive and moving around. (laughs) And he would just pay once a day for for that call.
1: Wait, you say this is for cows? (laughs) Right, you're like,
0: you know, check (laughs) cow, right? Return, right? Right. But then like, let's say a subscriber that's using data or whatever, and they're checking their phone three, four times an hour. Those are different use patterns. Totally. And so for the cow, you're only going to be charged, maybe it's once a day or once an hour. And then the more heavily used subscriber might be a little bit more active. And so you're just paying by the use and it's just a completely different way to think about functionality. And so it's not a business model built on consulting dollars. I mean, obviously we'll help you code. And and
1: customization and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We
0: want developers inside telcos in like Vodafone, for example, we want those 7,000 developers to use the APIs, code with them, build whatever you want. We just get paid when you use them. We're happy to help you if you need help. We're happy to train you. So that you can do it, but the proliferation of like empowering developers to have the speed and velocity around creating new features and new ideas in this industry, that's what we're all about. And so we were on the telco side, I'm sure Amdocs will continue to hate me, <laughs> <laughs> nothing new there, but.
1: You know, the last couple of chats we've been talking about the elephant in the room, which I haven't talked about yet, but now that I'm kind of understanding it, I see how it all comes together. Datogi's all built on the public cloud so this sort of pays you go model there's a lot of overlap with that right yeah so not only can they just use an api and then start there but then it's going to be on the public cloud so they're just going to pay for what they use and they don't have to do all this other stuff
0: well a lot of times to start experimenting within a telco you're like well i need right. a machine or a server and that takes like freaking yeah forever to go do that you got to get approval and all that stuff by using the public cloud and building on the public cloud you don't need that. So I have built in compute, databases, resilience, failover, capacity, elasticity, all of it is built in. And so people can just literally create an account with the Totogi APIs, open up their friendly development environment and start coding. And you have access to compute, access to a database, access to whatever services of AWS, access to the Datogi APIs that you want to use, boom. Done. So easy.
1: So the last question I have for you is that, you know, you talk about flying in on a dragon in MWC and you're the public <laughs> cloud girl. If I would ask you to get like a tattoo of a tatogi a few months ago, I would probably be a public cloud. Now it sounds like, are you going to be the API girl and now the public cloud girl? Are we going to have two tattoos yeah, to use that analogy? These are
0: all ideas around getting this industry caught up with where all the other industries are, which is... Feature velocity, pay by the use, program with APIs, use the services of the public cloud. So I think it's all still the same idea. I think I still am riding my dragon with my, you know, the (laughs) queen of the public cloud crown on. They go together.
1: They go together really well. That much I can see.
0: Yeah. I think it's a really big idea. It's a new idea. I'm going to have to evangelize this idea. Yep. Because I don't think in general people in Telco are thinking this way. And so yep. off we go with a new cool idea. But I think once people see it, and we've seen it in our sales cycles, people start to realize they have that aha moment. And they're like, "Yep, holy shit, I want to use this right now. And I'm like, great.
1: The thing you were talking earlier, I was remembering how Twilio got their start, which I believe was in voicemail. And so start with one thing. And got people to think about it differently. And then now they can do pretty much everything.
0: They can do all sorts of stuff. So I
1: think that that's exactly where you are. Once you get people to use one of these and get it going, then they're just going to want more and more and more. And with the public cloud, it's like infinitely scalable. That's awesome.
0: Right. And when you can drop it in in a matter of hours or days and you're really skilled, it's just going to change the speed of the industry. And I'm so excited and I'm pumped. Let's go do it. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you for explaining this to me. I will now have a much better answer when everyone asks me, why is DR going into BSS? Now 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 I know. Now I have a great answer.
0: So David, as always, you're awesome in our chats. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Super happy to be here.
0: Stick around because we're ending each podcast with a Telco in 20 takeaway. I have 20 seconds to tell you something you need to know. (laughs) David Hazelwood and I talked briefly about the Tatogi Marketplace. It's selling like hotcakes, especially to tier two and tier three telcos looking to expand their product offerings with partnership offers. The reason why it's so popular is because it's so easy to use. Telcos want to offer services like HBO Max or Apple TV to subscribers, but it's hard to roll this out. Signing up partners and adding all the code to your system to provision the offers takes telcos months. But our new offering, the Tatogi Marketplace, can help you do it with just four lines of code. Simply add one of our offers to your catalog and present it to your subscribers. Then once they order it, call a small snippet of code and Tatogi will provision the offer. No months-long negotiations with individual partners. And no waiting for IT to update your systems every time you want to add a new offer. Tatogi has over 90 Marketplace partners that you can use today. Just select the offers you want to use and make a tiny change to your system. And in weeks, you'll be sending offers to your subscribers and growing your ARPU. To show you just how easy it is, we we've put the snippet of code in our show notes so you can see it for yourself. Check it out and then give us a ringy to see what the <laughs> Toki Marketplace can do for you. And ho, 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 can you believe it's already December? I'm predicting clouds for 2022. I'll share my forecast at the end of December, both in my newsletter and on the podcast. Got any ideas? Send them my way. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at telcodr.com. Follow me on Twitter at TelcoDR and connect with me on LinkedIn. You can also call or WhatsApp me at 925-TELCODR. Later, nerds!